This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Reds and Cubs played to a 6-6 tie Wednesday afternoon in Goodyear. Highlights in a bit, but first, some final thoughts from the two guys who called the game, Tommy Thrall and Jeff Brantley. Thanks, Ed. Well, Cowboy, the Reds and the Cubs finish in a 6-6 tie. Not exactly how you want to end a ball game this spring, especially when the Reds were right there on the verge of evening their spring training record at 5-5. Five five. Uh, Cody Reed just did not look very crisp in the ninth inning. Now, granted, he had a chance to get an inning-ending double play, but he kind of put himself in the position to get burned by it, the air. Yeah, yeah I think there are times for for Cody, and, and this is a lot of young pitchers do this, especially when you're trying to force yourself into a position of making this ball club or the pressure of making the ball club. You, you have a tendency to be to let the game come to you rather than taking it to the game or taking it to the batter. I thought he threw the ball well once things kind of started to get a little bit sideways, but after you walk the first batter then and then you give up a hit to the very next batter, all of a sudden the ball's rolling. I mean, the Cubs are coming after you. You've created momentum for the opposition at that point. Then you have to rely on your defense. So any kind of miscue at all, and the Reds did have a major miscue there in the ninth, uh, turned into a situation where you gave up a couple of runs and Cubs were able to tie a game where the, and in a ball game where the Reds trailed early but were able to fight back and be able to take the lead late. And it just, I mean, looked like the Reds were going to win this ball game all the way until the last second. Josh Van Meter is a guy that uh, we feel like has a pretty good shot and almost a, a lock to make this team as one of the guys on this Reds bench. He had a good afternoon today in fact you could probably say great scored twice including a home run he's really looked pretty good this spring and we haven't talked much about him I like his approach at the plate I I thought early last year when he came up to the big leagues he had a very patient approach really seeking pitches that he knew he could drive and was able to do so seemed like towards the end of the season he was getting a little jumpy trying to do a little bit too much I think he's back in his normal spot I think the confidence is showing understanding that he can hit a pitch as long as he gets his pitch. He got one today, and he did some damage with it. I mean, he absolutely crushed it. Reds and the Cubs finishing a 6-6 tie this afternoon at Goodyear Ballpark. Yet back to you. The Cubs got on the board in the top of the first inning Wednesday afternoon. T.J. Antone gave up a leadoff double to Chris Bryant. The next batter was Anthony Rizzo, and Joey Votto flashed some leather. Anthony Rizzo, certainly one of the key pieces of this Cubs core, and he chops this one to the right side. Joey Votto in, scoops, glove flip to the pitcher. Antone covering at the bag in time to get Rizzo. That was a really good play. Votto never had really the opportunity because of the way his body was moving towards the ball. You could see Antone start after the baseball, realizing he couldn't get it. His momentum took him straight to the bag, which is how you draw it up, and Votto had to flip it on a line out of his glove Anton showed a little bit of athletic ability there with yeah, that play. He certainly nice. did. Unfortunately, that was only out number one. 
Javier Baez was next up. Seven hits, 13 at-bats for Baez. Two home runs, and he rips a line drive just to the left of second in the left center for a hit. That'll score Bryant. And Baez has driven in his third run of the spring. Antone did get out of the inning with the Cubs only scoring once. He finished by locking up David Bodie. Here it is. And it's strike three called. Great breaking ball from T.J. Antone. Rysel Iglesias pitched the second inning for Cincinnati and immediately got into trouble. He gave up a base hit and a hit batter, so two on, no outs, and that brought the ninth place hitter to the plate. Jimbroni bounces it, deep short, diving for it. Garcia off his glove, and it kicks into left. 11. Racing around third is Descalso to score, and Cuevas is into third on the RBI single by Jimbroni. Iglesias then faced Chris Bryant. Could be an opening somewhere. This is inside, and that hits Bryant. And he drops the bat. Really seems disgusted with that hit by pitch. Now, it, it was a glancing blow. It didn't square him up. Chicago got a second run home on an Anthony Rizzo double play. Iglesias then struck out Baez to end the inning. So one inning work for Iglesias, two hits, two runs, a strikeout. In two innings, Iglesias has allowed six hits and six runs. Just two of those earned, a strikeout, two hit batters, and a wild pitch. David Bell will have more on Iglesias a bit later. Pedro Strope pitched a scoreless third for Cincinnati, giving up a hit and striking out a batter. Third baseman Josh Van Meter got the Reds on the board real quick in the bottom of the third. Chapwood to turn the pitch. Oh, baby, did he get all of that one. High and long and kiss the baby goodbye. Out of right center field and Van Meter torched that pitch. Well, I think that's when Van Meter's at his best. Waited for a good pitch that he could drive, put a good swing on it. I didn't think when he made that swing, it didn't look like he was trying to kill it. That was just his quick normal and, swing. Quick and to the point, and he clobbered it. Michael Lorenzen came on in the fourth and walked the first battery face, but that wasn't a problem for the Reds' right-hander. He got a little help from his catcher. The 2-2 pitch, runners going, swing and a miss, throw to second, scooped by Blandino, the tag is there and in time. Ian Miller's caught stealing a strike him out, throw him out, double play to erase the leadoff walk, and now the bases are empty with two outs for Chris Bryant. Lorenzen has the sign sets from the belt, the pitch. Steerike three and a beautiful fastball over the outer half locked up Bryant. The Reds pulled to within a run in the fourth thanks to Derek Dietrich. The 2-2 pitch. Dietrich swings, sends a high fly to deep right center field. On the run, Almora at the wall. He looks up. It is gone. Derek Dietrich, his second home run of the spring, pulls the Reds within one. Dietrich, of course, is fighting for a roster spot after being signed to a minor league deal in February. He was not originally in the lineup, but was inserted as DH after Freddie Galvis was scratched with a quad issue. Most of the Reds' big guns in the bullpen threw today, including Amir Garrett in the fifth. He gave up a two-out double, but quickly ended that threat. The 2-2 on the way. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Good breaking ball from Amir Garrett. Cincinnati tied things up in the fifth. Josh Van Meter singled to start the inning. He moved to second on a fielder's choice in a throwing air and then came home thanks to Mark Payton. Ryan to the plate. Payton grounds it to the second baseman. Bodie under hands to Perez at the bag for one. Throw to first, wide of the mark. Payton's aboard. 
And Van Meter will score from third to tie this game at three. Robert Stevenson, another part of the Reds' bullpen, pitched the sixth inning, and that did not go so well. After getting the first batter out, he gave up a walk and a couple of hits. Broken bat roller, left side, right through the hole into left for a hit. Around third, headed home is Young. The throw goes into second, and they got Miller. He rounded too far. Blandino puts the tag down, and uh, Miller's going to be safe because Blandino dropped the ball. So on the day, the five guys who really are going to make up the relief core, Iglesias, Pedro Strope, Lorenzen, Garrett, and Stevenson combined to pitch five innings, allowing three runs on six hits with three walks and five strikeouts. One guy who was not guaranteed a job, Sal Romano, pitched a perfect seventh inning. The Reds tied things up in their half of the seventh. Christian Colon walked off Brock Stewart with one out. The impressive Jose Garcia singled up the middle. Mark Payton then flew out, but Alex Blandino got a big two-out hit. The pitch. Line drive, right center field. That'll get at least one home, and here comes Garcia. Colon comes to the plate. He will score. Garcia will score as well, and it is a 5-4 Reds lead. And Alex Blandino's day just turned in a whole different direction. A double into the right center field gap. He'll score two. And the Reds have taken their first lead of the afternoon, 5-4. NKU product Nate Jones put a couple of runners on base in the eighth but got out of the inning without a run scoring. The Reds added an insurance run in the bottom of the eighth on a Caleb Simpson wild pitch to make it 6-4. Cody Reed came on to pitch to ninth. He loaded the bases with just one out. Then his defense betrayed him. First at bat, shatters his bat as he grounds one to first. Davidson throws it away to Blandino, covering at second. Two runs will score, and the game is tied at six. The Reds put a runner on base in the bottom of the ninth, but couldn't cross the plate, and the game ended in a 6-6 tie. Here are the totals for the Cubs. Six runs, 11 hits, two errors, 12 left on base. Cincinnati, six runs, six hits, one error, and they stranded four. With more on the game, here's manager David Bell. Oh, serious and Freddie Galvis is quad injury. I don't know yet. I, I wasn't here. Obviously, I was at the, the B game, so um, just waiting to see. I do believe he went uh, for an, an exam, MRI maybe, so hopefully we'll know something when we get in. But I haven't heard any more. It was just a quad uh, strain during the, a base running drill, so hopefully it's minor. He's fine. I have zero concern with the results. He's he's going to be fine. So second, what well, second time out. So um, big thing is he came into spring training ready. Um, this ball's coming out of his hand. Well, he's not happy with the results, and I just have I have no concern. So. What did you think of uh, Nate Jones first time out? Yeah, I mean, ball is coming out of his hand. Well, it's a big big step for him because he's coming back from an injury and um, he was all smiles coming in, into the dugout and uh, we were all happy for him. It's, you know, it's a lot of work coming back from an injury and then being able to step on the mound again is a big deal. So it was nice to see. Yeah. Bauer said this morning that he uh, planned on doing the glove flip again at some point this season. Any comment on that? How do you feel about that? Um, I haven't thought about it. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
Thursday, the Reds stay at Goodyear Ballpark to take on the Milwaukee Brewers as Luis Castillo goes to the mound for the third time in this Cactus League season against Freddie Peralta. We'll be on the air with the pregame show on the Reds radio network beginning at 2.50. First pitch is set for 3.05. With the Reds in Arizona, I'm Dave Armbruster.